This is an AMI podcast. When I'm walking down the street, comments can range from, oh, look at her, or why does she look like that, or that girl is so strange or weird. Honestly, like, Google it if you're so goddamn curious, because I don't have the time, or quite frankly, the desire to explain it to you right now. I chose a passion where the whole point is to watch. It's like people watching you. But meanwhile, in my real life, that's something that's like so frustrating to me. When I'm on stage or when I'm acting, I'm choosing that, right? They're watching me on my terms. My name is Alexa, and I'm an actor with dwarfism. Okay, we're ready. Let's bring in our first audition interview. Great, I'll go get her. Are they uh, running on time? Sorry, do you know? Hmm? Are they running on time? Are they running on time? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Alexa, yes. we're ready for you. Oh, there we go. Break a leg. Have fun. Thanks. Break yeah. legs, yo. Bye. All right. Come on over here. What's up? Um, so I'll just have a seat under the boom mic, okay? Perfect, we'll do. Hey, come here. And action. Alexa Bassos, breaking character, take one. My name is spelt as Alexia. There's a silent I in there, but it's pronounced Alexa. And that's because my mom liked the look of Alexia, but she didn't like how it sounded. Like, thanks lady, you know? Because life's not going to be hard enough for me. Today, I'm at Pose Photography because I want to update the headshots I have right now. Hello, hi, Alexa, nice to meet you. When I first walked into Caroline's studio, right away I could tell it was a very creative space. I really wanted to capture her energy. She's got a certain vivaciousness about her. Yeah. Oh my God, you look amazing. Thank you. I love yeah. it. Um, bring your arms in front of you a little bit more. Um, what feels comfortable? When I started filming with Caroline, that little bit of self-consciousness, insecurities did come out. I'm very conscious about like how I look doing certain poses. Something that I can admire in someone else could be a position that doesn't work with my body type. There's not really any hiding I can do, any disguising I can do, no matter what I wear or how I hold myself. Okay, let's let's go like this. Relax the jaw. Okay. You have to trust me. Once I kind of got comfortable and trusted what Caroline was doing, then that kind of faded away into the background, which was nice. Oh, that's so nice. The yellow is so fun in the Isn't back. It? I know. In order to get different and varied um, images, we started like having her move more and dance. I think I need a little more mimosas in me before I can like bust out my hardcore dance moves, but uh, it was a lot of fun. I think it's good to show the dwarfism. I mean, that's who she is. Just like myself, I use a wheelchair. We can include that. That's okay. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. I think it's here. Yep, feels right. My name's Dan Berger. I am a blind stand-up comedian, storyteller, adventurer, filthy backpacker, and uh, I represent myself. Hi, Dan. Hi. The casting director is ready for you. Oh, perfect. Thanks. Do you need an arm or anything? Or? Oh, I'm okay, thanks. Okay, I can just me. follow along. Thank you. <laughs> if you're asking me, oh, God, I'm charming. Funny. I'm, I'm a good listener. 
This chair here? Yeah. Right on. Watch the microphone. Oh, okay. If you ask someone else, they might say arrogant. They might say smug. Um, hopefully, they'd say funny as well, but that's not for me to decide if I really am funny or not. I am very, very lazy. Freely admit that. I don't really have the discipline in a lot of ways, unless I really, really, really want to do something. Thankfully, I get a lot of support from my partner, Michelle, even when I turn the apartment just completely upside down. Where do you want to put the chairs? Uh, maybe just in the living room? Sure. Okay. I've been asked to make this video for the Real Abilities Film Festival Comedy Night, and I was given kind of carte blanche for subject. My creative process is entirely built on generally last-minute pressure, sheer panic, and not really knowing how to do what I'm about to do. I love that process, actually, because it forces me to learn new skills. When is this project due? Oh, this, this thing's due tomorrow. Okay, so I've got the blue screen over here. The very professional old bedsheet from my grandparents. Love it. As far as my small brain can figure, if you put on the wall behind you a green or blue screen, then you can tell the camera, hey camera, put something else there. And so I put a grocery store behind me. Nope. Yeah. Getting the blue screen up was a bit of a challenge. I'm glad I had help from Michelle. For someone who's my height, I've got these little T-Rex arms, so I'm glad that she's around because she's got like orangutan. She can grab anything. Oh, Do you want me to try to get frig. this one? I just got out my gaffer's tape, and it's this fabric-topped duct tape that doesn't leave residue. Did the job eventually. My dad was in the film industry for like 50 years. Growing up, just everything was held together with gaffer's tape. Learning from my dad as a property master and then a, like a weapons handler, he taught me the many uses of not just gaffer's tape, but of a lot of other things as well. All right. I think that's good. I think that I've got to go get dressed up. What I want to do is create a character who's the most anti-vax, anti-mask, anti-everything person. Bucket hat. Oh, Michelle's going to hate this. This is great. The idea was born out of frustration. If I, as a blind person, can manage to navigate these arrows in a grocery store, then what is going on in the heads of the people who can't? Hey, Michelle? Yeah? Can you uh, bring me some hair ties? Why? Don't worry about it with your questions. Just hair ties, please. Technically, I guess I should be saying I'm legally blind, low vision, could be another term, but I just go with blind nowadays. I just say, I'm blind. You hear the word blind and you think, oh, they must be able to see nothing. But blindness is not an on and off thing. Like anything, it's a spectrum. You know, after you have a shower and the mirror is all foggy, so now take a cloth and like, on, like wipe your hand on the outside of that mirror and so it's like clearer on the outside of the mirror but still foggy in the center. Now take a wet bar of soap and right through the middle, that's kind of the level of vision that I have. It's funny, I have been called out for not being blind or not being blind enough or not deserving to use the cane, which is stupid to say that to a person who has something they can hit you very hard with. I want, I'm not a violent person, plus I have no depth perception, I have no idea what I'm gonna hit. 
I was the first person with dwarfism to graduate from the theater and drama studies program at the University of Toronto Mississauga and Sheridan College. How's it going? Academia is such a safe place for me because I've always felt like I could be myself and exist without judgment. It's empowering to stand on the stage and like command presence when in everyday life it feels like everyone else has that authority over me. So this is Theatre Arendelle's wardrobe room. They have all their costume fittings that happen in here. Um, these are some of the ones they've done before. And this was one that they tailored specifically for me. It was a really, really incredible experience to have something fit you so perfectly, because that's not something that happens to me, both in my everyday social like streetwear and within uh, theater shows and stuff. In theater school, all your professors know you. But then in the industry, you're brand new. Add on to that, that you're a disabled actor, then it's just like, they don't know me, they don't know what I'm capable of. My biggest fear is failing specifically because I am an actor who is a little person. If I don't succeed as an actor, I want it to be because I suck. I don't want it to be because I'm disabled. Hi, Kagan? Hi. Have you Mark? signed in? Sorry, what? Sorry, have you signed in already? Yes, yes. Awesome, come follow me. Okay. My name is Caden Lawrence, and I've played frat boy, bartender, assistant, intergalactic, space, security. Caden <laughs> Lawrence, Caden Lawrence, Caden Lawrence, 510. For the most part, I'm the kind of actor who takes himself in the work probably far too seriously. It may be an aspect of, yeah, f it, I want to be famous, but there's also this vulnerable, I need to be seen and heard for the essence of what I am. Some people choose to be seen through their music, through their paintings. I chose to be seen through my acting. Since COVID hit, I've been recording all my self-tape auditions from home. I have an audition today uh, for a commercial, which I normally don't do commercials because I'm pretentious like that. But uh, I have an, a commercial audition today. Commercial auditions are weird in that you never get a script. You get, like, a vague paragraph of what's visually being told on screen, and then you're just kind of told to, okay, go. Caden Lawrence, 5'10", reading for music teacher. For this commercial audition, I am playing a university teacher that is teaching his students piano via the interweb. And then there's a little asterisk at the bottom that says, does not need to be proficient at playing piano. I'm like, perfect, because I have no idea. So how do I do this? Well, I have to pretend to play piano. <laughs> Dude, seriously? What? Are you doing a tape right now? Yeah. In, in the living room? I live with two roommates. They are good people. They're kind of annoying. Uh, but they're good. I know they're good. They're, they're, they are good people at their core, but I find them very annoying. I have to vacuum. Okay, vacuum. Julie's coming over. Yeah. Is that fine? No, that's fine. Is that fine? Can I do it I'm now? I'm not going to stop you from vacuuming. Because I, I got to get the other part of the vacuum. Okay, go. I can do that. Okay. Sorry. I mean, listen, they're both good guys, but 18-year-old me, 22-year-old me, 25-year-old me did not think that 32-year-old me would still be in a space where I need to have roommates. But because I chose this career and, and I stuck with it, I am in this place. Now he vacuumed. Now he vacuumed. Of course.
The Theatre Ontario Showcase happens at the final year of graduation for all theatre schools in Ontario. It's a really, really important event because industry professionals will come to watch and scout for new talent. I wanted to make a mark, I wanted to be memorable, I wanted to leave an impression that, hey, we want to get her in our rooms, we want to get her on our roster. I wanted to do a character that has been brewing inside me for years, and I did Richard III. Now is the winter of our discontent, made glorious summer by this son of York. A ton of actors have done it. Not many disabled actors have done it, which is very interesting because Richard is a um, disabled man. So I had like a personal vendetta with that monologue. It's a political move a little bit, reclaiming this narrative, saying, hey, you've heard a bunch of people do this before, having the, oh, but look at, I, I, I hunched my back a bit and, I, and I, went all, I went all like creepy and crawly and whatever. And I'm going to show you what that's like when a real disabled person plays it. I was happy to reclaim that narrative, whether they wanted to hear it or not. I, that am curtailed of this fair proportion, cheated a feature by dissembling nature, deformed. It's very easy to just paint with a stroke and say, no, he's just a villain. Oh, disabled villain, but it's not. Because he is disabled, he is undersold, he is undercut throughout the way. So he has to turn into this very intelligent schemer to get his way. Why I, in this weak, piping time of peace, have no delight to pass away the time unless to spy my shadow in the sun and to scant on mine own deformity. When I was doing it, I wasn't even paying attention to anything except being in that moment. But afterwards, we reconvened with my professors and one of them was like, when you finish that monologue, you could hear a pin drop in that room. It, it left an impact. All that work and all those thoughts and all the negotiating I have to do with myself paid off and it worked out. Can I look at you yet? No. <laughs> okay, fine. My two goals in life are to make myself laugh and then to bother Michelle. Yeah? What do you think? How do we look? I hate it so much. No, you love it. Lose the bucket hat. Because did you use the elastics to make a little bun? Yeah, 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 show the bun. Yeah, buddy. Show the bun. Look at this little nub. <laughs> it's a sad little nub of a bun. The stupid thing is, uh -huh. uh, my hair is long enough to do the gross man bun. Yeah. But I have to do two because, <laughs> because it's not long enough for it all to stay in one. So center me up and... Mm -hmm. Okay, you're pretty centered. Yeah? Yeah. The nice thing about having the mask on when I was recording was that I could tweak the script to anything that I wanted. What I ended up doing is recording me, gesticulating, kind of thinking in my head what I was going to be saying at the time. Then I could go and record voiceover audio for it, no problem. Guess I'd better start editing this thing. I'm running out of time. Editing this video, I think, is going to be a bit of a challenge. I have no idea how I'm going to end up doing the subtitling, which is a requirement for the Real Abilities Film Festival. People with disabilities do get forgotten in the creative process. Just because somebody has a disability doesn't mean they shouldn't be able to enjoy the entertainment that's in front of them. It is hard to accommodate, but nothing's worth doing if it isn't a little bit difficult, you know? And when something's difficult, it means you're learning. I might be the best editor that ever lived. Quite possibly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you want to watch it?
Yeah, are you looking uh, to see if it's good enough to send over? You think it's not going to be good enough for the, <laughs> for the film fest? I'll give it my very honest opinion. The hell? Why is there an arrow on the floor? I know why. Control. Yeah, it came out all right, yeah. considering it was on a phone. I know, on a bed sheet, gaffers taped up wall. It looks great. You look horrific, but it looks great. I will never let an arrow control me. <laughs> so stupid. If one pays attention and listens to me with their body, they will notice that I can't hear properly. I am completely deaf in one ear and profoundly deaf in the other ear. Unless it's become obvious on some level that I'm not able to catch what the other person is saying, I don't mention it. I don't want to be the deaf guy, the deaf friend, the hard of hearing guy. Hey, this is guy you need to speak slowly to and enunciate everything. Listen, dude, I'm not stupid. I wear hearing aids, two of them, but one of them isn't quite a real hearing aid. It's more of a microphone. My right hearing aid transmits the sounds that it picks up to my left hearing aid. So I hear everything through my left ear, which at times can be confusing when sound is coming from my right, but I hear it in my left. Group settings are exhausting. People talk over each other. There's usually background noise. There's just too much stimulation. Work is really hard. I can do it, but it's difficult being in a loud restaurant. There are some days I come home and I'm like, Jesus, f that shit, I'm never going back there. But, you know, it's my responsibility. I've been bartending here for a while, a long while. Artists don't get paid anything, so this is the path I've chosen. <laughs> for the most part, when I'm at work, I'm usually present, but occasionally happen where, yeah, I wonder, what am I doing here? It almost feels like I am opting for my plan B. I don't want to fit that archetype, stereotype of starving artist, waiting tables, you know, slinging drinks to fill in the gaps, even though that's what I'm doing. <laughs> the idea of being perceived that way doesn't sit well with me. Martini at 510. I am fortunate enough to have a full-time salaried position. But the longer I do this, the harder it is for me to make it worth it. Hi. Hello again. Hi. How's it going? Good, how are you doing? I'm good. Okay, so first I'm gonna show you some of the edits. Nice. So I'm excited to get like different headshots with some different looks and different styles to start submitting and also use for like website and business cards and stuff. Ooh, those ones are so moody. I love that. Oh yeah, <laughs> good. And I love that smile. It's very it's very authentic. Having different looks also helps when you're submitting for certain roles, like you match certain characters better. So, you know, here we have a full body shot. Yeah. So how do you feel about showing the dwarfism? That's something I kind of have to like decide. I think the hesitancy I have to not share full body image comes from, I guess the brutal nature of like the social media world. There was a photo of me and this guy in my summer camp 
And someone had commented, what are you doing with this midget? You got to that kind of cold feeling of dread when you just see this word that's specifically used to kind of target you and take you down. So I just deleted him off Facebook completely. I see the a value in like having a full body shot, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like sometimes it automatically disqualifies you before you even get in the room, right? right? When I submit for roles, I have like two separate resumes and one that says epidorphism oh, and like my height gosh. and one that I don't. Like unless when I submit for like a commercial or something that explicitly asks for mm. a full body, then I will right. send it. Um, but otherwise, I just kind of keep it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If this dream doesn't work out, I think the most crushing aspect of that would be that everyone who suspected that it wouldn't work out would be right. That everyone who thought, does she know what she looks like or does she know who she is, they would have that satisfaction. As of right now, I don't have a plan B. It's only plan A. Hello? Hi, is this Yes, speaking. Thank you so much for applying. I got an email in my inbox. It went straight to my junk a couple weeks ago, and it was this person named Victoria. She's pitching me on hiring me as a restaurant manager for their new location that they're opening up. It's the first time I found myself in a position where I'm the one being pitched. I'm the one being sought after. As if the universe is saying, hey, dude, forget the acting. Here's your future right here. Featuring Dan Becha Berger, Caden Lawrence, Catherine Joel McKinnon, Rachel Romu, Alexa Vassos, Ty Young, Executive Producers, Karen Hansen, Ian Thompson, Series Producer, Michelle Asgarelli, Directors, Ryan Marley, Ian Thompson, Megan McAteer, Chris Ann Hessing, Sophia Lane, Series Editor, Margaret McDougall, Composer, Walker Grimshaw, Post Sound Mixer, Taylor Brocklesby, Dialogue Editor, Christy McIntyre, produced in association with Accessible Media. Integrated Described Video Consultants, Simone Cupid and M. Williams. Production and Development Executive, Andrew Morris. To find out more, including a full list of credits, check out breakingcharacter.tv. Produced in association with AMI.